Hello, I'm your host, Celia Sasser, and I just want to take this time to thank you for being here and inviting you into my world of She's Magic. So if you are a female entrepreneur or you are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, but you're highly sensitive and you're always giving from an empty cup and navigating this world, feeling burnt out and there's nothing left for you and you've lost your magic, then you're in the right place. So I just want to welcome you and thank you for being here. And I look forward to connecting with you through each episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. So I have some things to talk to you about. And what I'd like to discuss today is let's talk about imagination. So what do I mean by imagination? Like we all have one, right? But when you were growing up, put down in the comments below, were you told that your imagination was only, the only thing it was good for was creating art? Use your imagination when you're writing a story. Use your imagination while you paint a picture. Use an ima- Use your imagination while you're playing, okay? So using your imagination always seemed to be welcomed in, right? As a kid, you loved using your imagination. But then did something happen to that creative part of you um, while you were growing up? Um, Did you experiencing someone telling you you need to color inside the lines or that, um, you know, your art wasn't that good or, you know, that subtle critiquing that you experienced? Well, if you're ever telling yourself that you're not creative, or you don't have a imagination and you don't know how to visualize, it is because you have that block there. You have the block that somebody came in and said, we don't like this, right? And so we shut it down. I know for me with writing, um, I am highly creative, but I had a huge block around writing because I was told that I wasn't a good writer. Okay. And so, you know, those are, there are those benchmarks, right? You've got those benchmarks that you want to excel and you want to evolve and you want to be better. Like we all want to be better, right? But when somebody is telling you that you don't have what it takes, your first thing is to believe them. Now, why is that? Why do we believe them? Because we all know that art is uh, to the eye of the beholder, right? So what, what I might think is art, you might think it isn't. So why do we let it block us? And it's because we need to have that stamp of approval. So if you're watching this, you probably have had this um, 
this feeling, right, that you want to do something online, you want to create something, you are ready to experience some freedom. And um, you've got this block, like you're telling yourself, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I can create. I don't know how I would even bring my business online. Well, if you were to take the idea that everything, everything is created twice. First, it comes in as a thought and then it is put into form. When you are drawing something, it is a picture in your mind first and then you put it down on paper. If you are wanting to buy a house, it comes in the vision in your mind of what kind of home you want to live in before you even go and look, right? You, you're already creating the image into what you want. So why do we have so much of a block when it comes to creating the life that we want, or creating the, the results that we want? And it is because of through this you know, this voice or this, this critique that we had somewhere down the line that somebody said, you aren't creative, you're coloring out of the line, you're daydreaming, you're, you got your head in the clouds. Yeah, I know. I was guilty of that. Like I was always because I was so quiet. Um, and just observing all the time. I was always told that, you know, I was like in la la land dreaming somewhere like I needed to like snap to it. So it, it was a, a resistance there for a while, telling myself that I wasn't creative. And then something happened, I decided to give myself permission. And how did that show up for me is um, I took what I learned when I was in fashion design school uh, because it was uh, with textiles. I was able to like create something out of textiles with just having a vision of it and then working with it and doing it quickly, sewing it quickly, right? Taking it from the point of um, a vision to bringing it to fruition. I did it quickly. And even when I was in class, like my teacher was like, because I'm left-handed also. So as a left-handed person, I always see things backwards when it comes to like patterns. So when we had to create our own patterns, you know, I had to flip it. I had to flip it and do it backwards to get the results for it to come into like matching, right? But I was able to create something in less than an hour. And my instructor was like, you, you've got the knack here. Like there's something there. But it was more of the fact that I wasn't um, focusing on my technical skills. Like, oh, I've got to cut the pattern. It's got to look perfect. I got to get the piece on there and I've got to match it. And I've, I'm looking to see what everybody else is doing. No, I didn't do that. What I did was, is I took the picture of what I was creating and then I figured it out in my own head how to make it work for me to bring it into fruition. 
And so I created it from my thought process, from what I was envisioning, okay? So we all do this, we all do this. But what happens is when we have an image, we are always looking for validation because we want the sense of approval that what we're envisioning is correct. But what you envision, what you're using your imagination for is just that. It's, it's your imagination. It's not somebody else's imagination, right? Like nobody's gonna come in and pop in your head and give you their picture. Even when somebody is describing a picture to you, they're describing it from their vision and you might get a totally different image inside of your head from what that would look like because we're unique. So when you think of that, why is it that we are always asking for our permission or for someone to tell us what is my purpose? What's my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my mission in life is. You probably asked that question. I know that the one thing that lights people up the most is when you start talking to them about discovering them. You know, like the, the natal chart, the astrology chart, everyone wants to have their chart read because it shows where the stars are at and it tells a story about who they are. When you talk about personality tests, everybody wants to take a quiz. Everyone wants to take a test. Why is that? It's because they want to find out about themselves. Now think about that. You are in your physical body. You have been traveling this world thus far in your body. Why don't you know who you are? Why don't you know what you want? Well, it's because of the outside noise. And it's because of what you've been told, what is right, what works, what's the process, that you begin to not trust yourself. And what I found over the years is that the only thing that got me from A to Z, from anything that I've ever created is was trusting myself. Because the more I took the steps, even though it did, if it didn't come out right the first time or I failed at it, I learned something. I was able to create something. And even if I, you know, had to stop and, and fix something, you know, one of the things that I learned about when I, when I do art is um, when you first start out and you've got to draw a sketch and it doesn't look like much, you will erase it, come back, erase it, try to get that perfect before you even finish in the picture. But what I've always found with even drawing is when you start out, it doesn't look like much. It doesn't look like much. But it's through the process of using your imagination that you add another layer, that it starts to build into something. But you got to have the courage. You can't just scratch out the drawing and be like, I'm done. I'm not creative. Because I see people do that a lot. They start something, oh, I can't draw it. And they just rip it up. What was I thinking? Because it doesn't look like anything at the first stage, but nothing looks like anything at the first stage. You can't plop what's in your mind 
and put it out in front of you and it looks just like it is, doesn't work that way. Even in my interior design business, I could go into your home and I could look at your home and get the vision in my head of what exactly it's going to look like. But when I try to convey it to my clients, they needed more of a visual tool. So then I would create a visual tool. But even with the visual tool, if I picked some colors and they were unsure about the color when the first coat came on, they would say, mm, I don't know. I don't know, like maybe we should stop there. Maybe we should choose a different color. But see, I knew that there was layers. So just because you pick a paint color, that's only the back backdrop. That's not the whole picture. It's what you put in the space that builds it together, that cre creates the whole vision. If I were to stop at every room that I did with just the paint, no one would be happy. Everyone would say, stop. I don't like that color, Celia, that's too bold. I, I you know, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, uh, I'm not sure. But you know, with technology, you can create a visual tool, but even with the visual tool, there's still resistance around it. And it's through the leap of faith of having trust that it's going to work out because you view me as the expert and you have somebody to point the finger at if it doesn't work out, you're able to release control. But when it comes to yourself and you gotta be the one who is going to take full responsibility for whatever it is you wanna create, the brakes go on, we stop. We stop mid point of what this vision is that we want to create because it doesn't look exactly like we want it to. Or we look at our current results and we say, you know what, I, I don't have what I need here. I don't have the money to create this vision. I, I don't, I'm not you know, confident enough to show up and, and create this, this business, like who am I to think I can do this? So you just shut it down, just like that piece of paper where you draw, you etch a, a drawing and it doesn't look like you thought. And so you just crumbled it up and threw it away. And so we stop because we want it to look perfect. We want it to look like what we pictured in our head. But if it doesn't show up as that picture right away, we say, oh, that wasn't for us. It's not my image, it's not my picture, it's not for me. So I guess I better go back to doing what I was doing before because at least I know that works, right? At least I know that that's kind of consistent and I don't need to worry about it because I already know how to do that. But the process of self-confidence is through the action. Like you got to do it. You just got to take the leap and you got to move forward, take the action. Maybe it's not going to look exactly like you thought. Maybe it will be even better. What about that? And if you don't take the action, you're going to be thinking about what if, what if I, I would have done that? I could have been so much further along. How many times do we tell ourselves that? I know for me, even with this YouTube channel, 
I tell myself, if I would have started, if I would have kept with it three years ago, I could have been so further along, but I got distracted and I didn't do it. And so now here I am. But the thing is, every step that got me to here, to having this conversation with you, was the process to get me here. It was in me taking a leap in every little step that built the confidence that really like kind of just finely tuned how I was going to show up, how I wanted to show up because, you know, it was through the process. You can go and look at all my other videos. First, it was not even being on camera using my tarot cards. And then it was little bits of video or having something to talk about with an object. Like I think I did a haul, a ha Halloween haul. Um, and then I focused on what I was teaching and I wasn't relaxed and I wasn't in my skin. Like I was just trying to figure it out. And this version of me is not perfect, but I'm doing it anyway. Am I where it, I, I need to be at this very moment? Yes. Is it the image that I have in my head, like how I want this to grow? Is it there yet? No, no, it's not there yet. Will it get there? Yes, yes, it will get there. How do I know it will get there? Because I'm not giving up, because I'm going to be consistent, because I already see the image in my mind and I'm going to keep moving forward and I'm going to create it. And I'm not going to tell myself that what I have is not enough and you don't want to hear from me and people are this or blaming or pointing or no. Mm -mm. Because I am in charge of what I'm creating. We're all in charge of what we're creating. That's the beauty. When you think of the animals in the world, what, what they're creating, what they do, it's already been planned out for them, right? They, birds know that they're building nests. Squirrels know that they're living in the trees. Um, groundhogs know they live in the ground. Fish know they live in the water. But we get to choose. We get to choose. And having choices sometimes makes it even harder. So that's why you're saying, what is my purpose? Can somebody tell me what my purpose, what should I be doing? But you already know, you have that intuitive pull, but because there's so many options and it looks so many different ways and because we want it to be perfect, mm -mm, we don't do it. We don't do it because we want it perfect right out the door. We don't want anybody laughing at us. We don't want anyone to tell us that what we did was bad. It's, it's not good. It stinks. If you don't think that I haven't had those words spoken to me, you're mistaken. I had somebody tell me that something I created was rubbish. Mm -hmm. Did it stop me? Nope, nope. I'm still here because I know that that was just something to show me how I could fine tune it to figure out what it is that I really wanted to create. See, I knew that it wasn't going to be perfect going out the door and that was okay. But I knew that if I didn't take the chance and try to create it and see what happens, then I would never know. 
So it all it always begins with the picture in your mind and really falling in love with the idea and taking the action until it comes to fruition. But you got to believe you got to believe that it's going to happen, that that picture in your mind, you're going to create it. And sometimes we just start from right where we're at and we just say, it doesn't look like that, Celia. I can't, I can't imagine being in that situation, creating that job, having that money coming in, living a life of freedom. Like it's not for me. It's not for me because I don't have what it takes. They have what it takes. But do you know what they went through before? No, because they want to show you the high reels. They want to show you how good it looks right now so they can convince you that they can help you, right? You know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to be honest with you. It's not all pretty. It takes a lot of execution. It takes a lot of rejection. It takes a lot of critiquing. It takes a lot of dusting yourself off and coming back for more. It's the only way. It's the only way. And why do I keep coming back for more? Because I have a picture in my head. Mm -hmm. I have a picture of what I'm creating and I'm gonna keep moving forward to paint that picture in full color. And I know it's gotta start from the dirt. It's gotta start from the dirt. It's not gonna look pretty in the beginning. Nothing ever does, nothing ever does. But if I don't start, nothing is ever created, nothing. It's just a thought, a wish, a dream. And the whole time I'm feeling this discontent in my body, I'm upset. I'm looking at my circumstances and saying, it's still the same. Why isn't anything changing? I want this. I want to feel this way. I want to go here. I want to experience this. But nothing happens. Because when you're in that state, you're just critiquing everything and you're just getting more of that. Now, you remember in the last video, I told you that when you speak it, you attract it. So if all you're thinking about is what you don't have, what you, what you can't create, where you are lacking, guess what? You're going to see more of that. Now, you know, I've talked to you guys about the RAS. And it's the reticular activating system. We all have one. It's at the base of your neck. And the minute that you focus on something, you have a target, you open up that receptive field and everything starts to come in to guide you closer to that vision. It's helping you paint your picture. It's helping you manifest. It's helping you bring it into fruition. But see, the bodies that we have, our physical body, is the vehicle that's going to get us there. So we can't sit there and think about it and look at pretty pictures. If I want to create a piece of art, I can't just sit there and look at the canvas and say, ooh, I see that beautiful landscape. I see the mountains. I see the sun. I see the sky. And oh, look at those beautiful butterflies flying around over there. There's a purple and pink and turquoise one. And they're so magical. And I can see the fairy dust flying like, oh, yeah, yeah. You can build that image. 
But when you look at your canvas, if you didn't start to take action, the canvas is empty. But we tell ourselves, I don't know how. I don't know how to paint. I don't have the right tools. Maybe I need a bigger canvas. Maybe I need to take a class. Maybe I should take one more course. Maybe I should watch one more video. Maybe I should read one more book. And then maybe I'll be ready. You know what I'm talking about. I've done it. I've done it. So what this video is about is visualization and having the faith that what you create in your mind, the image that you create in your mind, the reason why you create the image because it's already yours. Now, if you're looking at somebody else's picture and you're trying to create their picture, it doesn't feel good in your body. You can convince yourself that it feels good, but it's not your life. It's not what you wanted because you already know what you wanted. You want to know why you know what you want? Because it's always been with you. So when you're asking somebody what your purpose is, they can't tell you. You have to feel it. You have to figure it. And how are you going to figure it out? By taking action, by following one path, one image in your mind and following it through. What does that look like for you? What does it look like? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I'll tell you this, taking one step will build the picture. And the more steps you take, you will have a piece of art. Anything we create is a metaphor for the way that we move through life. That's why our life is so enchanting. That's why I love the phrase living an enchanted life because you have the capability just like me to build a picture in your mind of what you want it to look like and then through the action it all starts to come together it all starts to come together but when we stop ourselves and we say nope I'm not an artist I don't have the right size canvas. I don't have the right paint colors. I don't have the right brush. So I'm just gonna just think about that. Think about what I wanna create and just keep picturing it in my mind and hoping, hoping it will come. Or I'm gonna beat myself up when years pass by and I'm nowhere close to that image. See, the way our minds work is we need a target. If we don't have a target, then we're living by default. We're letting whatever image comes in through even other people's conversations, through watching something on social media, to looking at pretty pictures, we start absorbing those things and we're living our life by default. And then when we mimic that, then we feel like we're out of alignment and we're not living our life to our truest self, to what we want to experience. That's why comparison is a waste of time. If you're comparing your life to someone else's, I'm telling you, it is a waste of time. Why is it a waste of time? Because what they're supposed to be creating is totally different from yours. We are unique. You can have something similar, 
but it's never going to be the same. So why? Why waste your time comparing? Just go and, and build the image in your mind and create your own picture. But we like to show up where it feels comfortable, right? And I'm not trying to be hard on you. But what I'm trying to do is motivate you to see that it's it's part of the process. It's part we can get distracted with so many other things. Hell, whenever I want to do something, because you know, with working from home, let me know in the comments if you relate to this. I start working on something and it starts to feel uncomfortable. I get up, I go put a load of laundry in the wash. I go and clean something and then I come back and then, oh, I need to go get some water. I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go grab something to eat. You know, let, let me let me just pick up my phone and see what's going on on social media. Like we're always looking for distractions when it starts to feel uncomfortable when we get that. I don't know how feeling coming up. Because we don't want to make a mistake. Who wants to make a mistake? What if I, what if I paint this picture and I, and I ruin the canvas? What if I ruin the canvas? Then what am I going to do? You know what you do? You take white paint and you paint over it and you start all over again. It's that easy. I used to tell my clients when we would paint, and they would say, oh, no, I don't know about that color. I'm really worried. And I would say, let's just build the room. The paint is only the backdrop. By the time we put the fabric in, the, the window treatments, the accessories, the furniture, the rugs, the ambiance in the room, once it comes all together, you're not even going to notice the paint color. You're just going to know that the color makes you feel a certain way because color has feeling. So by the time it's all done, they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. Like they have the full picture and they fall in love with it. And how I always told my clients, if you don't like the color when it's all said and done, guess what? We just grab a, paste, a gallon of white paint and we paint over it and we put a different color. But we carry that kind of fear. We won't take the leap because we want to have the whole picture first. Like we create it in our mind, but we want it to look that way in the physical. And when it doesn't look that way in the physical, we start backing off, we start getting scared. Like, oh my gosh, who was I to think that I could even do this? This is so hard. And then when you got somebody else chiming in, you know, asking you, what did you do? What, you think you're an artist? Oh man, like, I think you better start over. And then you doubt yourself. And then you're like, yeah, I knew it. I knew, I knew I wasn't an artist. I knew I couldn't paint. Why did I think I could do this? And then what? Then what? What happens then? You don't do anything. Time goes by and you're like, mm, I still feel that picture because I'm going to tell you this, that when you get an image in your mind, because it's already yours, it's not going anywhere. That's where you feel that discomfort in your body. 
because you are being asked, gently nudge to go in the direction. So if you're wondering what your purpose is, your mission is you're, you've been riding along with that feeling all this time, but you've been denying yourself that. And I can ask you to write things down. Like I love the, um, the icky guy system because I think it really like gives you more of a visual of how you can take different components of yourself and create something uniquely yours. But you have to be in the mindset that what you're creating is uniquely yours. So if people don't agree with it, it doesn't matter because you're going to innovate something. Like we're all innovators. We're not machines. Our, our imagination, what we create, create doesn't show up as a duplicate down an assembly line. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for perfection because we want it to look a certain way going down the assembly line. What's There's no uniqueness in that. You might as well create something that looks just like somebody else's and then you're living a life, feeling discontent, doing something you don't like and you're stuck. So this is what I want you to think about during this episode, you know, when you're done watching this and think of an image of what really feels expansive in your body. Think of that image, picture it, picture the image, fall in love with the image, get emotionally, um, I mean, emotionally attached to it. And then Whatever shows up, you got to be spontaneous, right? Because the how will always show up. I'm just going to tell you, something will show up that you're going to have to take action. Now, for me, it came in a way of like, I would be driving. I would get a download of a conversation that I should be having. And then I knew that I needed to hurry up and have that conversation on my social media platform, whether it was in my group, on my podcast, on the YouTube channel, writing it on my blog, like I needed to get the message out. But one of the things that will discourage you is that when you put so much heart and soul into something and you don't get the reaction, right? But that's not to sway you not to do it. Mm -mm. It is only to strengthen you so you'll keep going. Because let me tell you this, when you put your vision out into the universe, when you claim it, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. And how are you going to be tested? Because when the how shows up, if you don't take a spontaneous action towards it and you just say, oh, I will think about it later and then you never revisit it, you're telling the universe you don't want it because they're giving you, you're being given the step, the next step that's gonna get you closer. But because it doesn't look like the full picture, the picture that you've envisioned, you're like, no, nah, I will hold this one out. I'll just sit back and I'll, I'll wait this one out. 
and then nothing, nothing. So think about that. Think about your vision. Think about when an action came up for you to take that was in alignment to your vision and you told yourself, no, it's not for you because you looked at your current results because the canvas wasn't perfect or you didn't have the exact tools. And then you told yourself, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, but I need this. I need to get a camera. I need to get the right lighting. I need to have the right microphone. And then I will create my YouTube channel. Guilty, guilty. But you know what? We have this. And even when you get started, no one's watching. No one's watching. I don't know how many people are gonna see this video. I'm just getting started, but I'm going to keep showing up. And maybe because I'm dropping some little nuggets, you will share them with your friend. You will like it. You will leave me a comment. And therefore, the algorithm starts liking my videos and sharing them with others. That's my vision. That's what my vision. But if I say I'm not going to try because I know it's going to take too long, or I know that maybe there's not going to be that many views. And so then I give up. I'm nowhere closer. I'm nowhere closer. So the message is, is to value your imagination. It is an image that comes through you from your heart. Okay. It, it's a part of you. It is your purpose. And it doesn't always have to look the same like everybody else's. You're creating your own canvas. Paint what is a self-expression of who you are, not how somebody else is. You know, we can mass produce a lot of things, but we're not in that time anymore. We're in a time where it's about self-expression. You do you. You create what feels good to you. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying. Don't worry if you fail. You got to keep moving forward. Like I told you, you're not going to put, uh, you're not going to be a uh, Picasso your first time around. And hell, when he was creating art, people thought he was crazy. Now his art is worth billions of dollars, right? And you could still look at it and go, I don't get it. I don't know why it's so special. But it is up to the person who connects with it, who connects with it. Remember that whatever you're creating, your people will show up because they will connect with it. They will connect to your vision. Give them a vision. Give them a vision. Give them a taste of your vision. That's all I have for you today. And I will see you guys on the next episode. You know what you got to do if you're first time here. Down below. Leave me a comment. Let's get this conversation going. And I'll see you on the next video.
Okay, so that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you again for being here. If you're interested in receiving a copy of my book, She's Magic, Learn How to Live an Enchanted Life, that's available on Amazon. You can head to the show notes or my website, celiasasser.com, to find the link. Also, I do create a quarterly planner journal, Manifesting Moon Magic, and this is to help you keep track and organize your actions and connect with the moon energy while you are on your manifesting journey. Until next time, keep your vibration high.